Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? And if so, why haven't you done it? Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, God, you're crying. <laughs> What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the I May Regret This Podcast. I'm your host, Kunal, joined by my co-host, Daniel H. How are you, sir? Hey, yo, I'm doing good, man. I actually had a shaky weekend. I got like... Hit with some good old, uh, good old anxiety, like the good old days, oh, which God. I guess I've been trying to like avoid for a while. But um, yeah. you know what? I was just like, you know what? It's fine to just take a break every once in a while. And just I kind of did jack shit this weekend, and I just feel way better now. Which is sometimes therapeutic and what someone needs, for the record. That's not a bad. Yeah. Thing. Totally. How do you feel right now? Are you better now? I feel pretty good. Yeah. I'm. You know what? It's it's quarter till nine, and I'm feeling mm-hmm. wine. Come on. pun. I, I quit the podcast. <laughs> I refuse. Well, you know what? I guess we'll start with that. Um, real quick. It's just another episode. Myself and my boy, <laughs> Craig, and then Daniel's here too. Um, and we are doing, Daniel just kind of alluded to it, but I guess we're doing a wine Wednesday, although it's a Sunday. <laughs> um well wine wednesday was suggested by a very loyal and uh appreciated listener right i don't know if she wants to be anonymous or not so i'm just not gonna say a name but um yeah so whatever it's wine themed it's not necessarily a wednesday right right and and then i'm actually glad you said that let it be known that if you like this idea we are not smart enough to come up with this this was recommended by someone who (laughs) (laughs) this was recommended by someone who listened so pretty much daniel and i are going to be sipping on some fine wine while we answer the 36 questions to fall in love is that what it's called i don't know about this can you do you know about this for the record kind of it's basically just a thing that floated around for a while i don't know if it's still a thing or not but basically there's a list of questions you're supposed to say to uh you're supposed to ask um you know like a significant other or like a to be significant other to and apparently you'll you'll instantly fall in love so i'm gonna make you love me today motherfucker. that's great because we're just co-hosts of a podcast and and we're doing this so <laughs> yeah. i like i wonder if these how this is going to change the dynamic of, <laughs> of this place <laughs> podcast will never be the same after this <laughs> for better or worse i guess we'll find out um but you so, know before they, before we started i thought it'd be yeah. funny if um you know i have recently you know whenever you have a dream and you remember it then it becomes easier to remember your next dreams have you ever um, noticed that i guess yeah Okay, well, anyways, I'm on one of those streaks where, like, I'm remembering all my dreams right now. Okay. And they're pretty wild. I thought it'd, like, I thought it'd be pretty funny to discuss some of them. Okay, let's hear it. All right, so the first, I think it was, honestly, not last night, but the night before I had this one. Mm-hmm. So, I, I can't remember. There was some crazy shit that happened in the beginning, but I honestly can't even collect my thoughts about it because it made such <laughs> little sense. But the, the last part I can kind of talk about, I was basically on a trip with my friends somewhere in like some exotic place and then i arrived at this like restaurant type area with like an outdoor patio and this is crazy place where like we're basically on a giant hill and we're looking off into like this beautiful sunset almost like um okay spoiler alert but uh in avengers when uh thanos at the end of the movie is like you know sit down and then he like looks at that like crazy sunset 
it looks like that like it looks that nuts and um yeah whatever i'm at this fancy ass restaurant and then i i don't know how but my parents are there now so my parents are sitting there waiting for me at a booth and then me and all my friends come and join them and on the table there's a plate full of like cut up asparagus with like a healthy snack in the middle of it (laughs) and then we put it into like a weird hookah type thing and then so then i smoke it while i'm there and then i completely just lie back and i'm just relaxing and then a tsunami hits what is this dream (laughs) and then completely floods the entire place and then i pretty much woke up after that so let me get this straight right you're on vacation with a friend and i guess your parents out of nowhere you're thanos for about 30 seconds then you're having asparagus and a healthy snack and then you're drowning (laughs) for good and you wake up Yeah, and I thought everything was normal. Even when the tsunami was hitting and there was water, I was just like, ah, oh, fuck, we got hit with water. I wasn't like, what the fuck is happening? I was just like surprisingly calm. Maybe because I was high on a healthy snack. Like, what a weird combination. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I honestly wish I, I've, I'm kind of on the opposite streak of, I cannot remember any of my recent dreams at all. Like, I could sucks, not tell you. It? it really does. And... I guess I've talked to people about this whole, and I think a lot of people have the conversation of what if you like had like this dream collector, like whatever, you just put it on and you can always replay your dreams. Wouldn't that be awesome? Like I can't see oh. a negative to that. If it's a nightmare, just don't look at it. That was a thing when I was a kid, like, uh, or I don't know if, I mean, it's, I'm still sure it's a thing, but um, like people had dream catchers. It was like a circular thing and you like tied a, a string around it and made some sort of pattern. And supposedly it was supposed to like help you remember your dreams or whatever. Inter- what? So <laughs> yeah, I used to, I mean, like, I used to try, like, I saw, like, this thing online. Okay, we're kind of derailing, but I'll quickly just say this. I saw this, <laughs> I saw this thing online where, like, pretty much, I, sometimes I randomly have these dreams where, like, I'm in it, and I know I'm dreaming, so I control everything. Oh, and lucid it's a, dreaming. Yes, yes, lucid dreaming. And so I saw, I it, like, a, pretty much, like, a tutorial, I guess, on, like, how to lucid dream without fail every night. And... Did it work? I guess some of the steps. So I tried the basic steps. Some of the steps in between were kind of freaky with like setting like an alarm and like trying to like put yourself in like sleep paralysis almost. And it's like, I don't know if I'm going to do that. So I'll just do all like the simple stuff of like write things down or think about something while going to sleep. But it didn't work. Um, And it's a very rare occurrence where I'm in a dream and I know I'm controlling it because like when I when I am like when I know I'm in control, I it's the best thing ever. Like waking up is as horrible as it sounds, the worst thing ever because because <laughs> I'm in this paradise. But yeah, isn't that I, so awesome? I've only been able to do that once when I was like ten or something. So here's something and, that's gonna make you mad. I was sorry. I, go ahead. Oh well, I could just tell what the dream was really quick because it was kind of funny. Basically, I was having this nightmare where like this bee. There was like a like a foot long bee like chasing me around, and I was super scared of it. Jeez. And then all of a sudden, this like blackbeard pirate type of guy started like tormenting me and going like ah, ha, 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 or whatever <laughs> and i was like crying and screaming and then i realized i was dreaming and you know he couldn't hurt me anymore and then i like started taunting him <laughs> and i was like ha, beardy oh and i remember, my... specifically remember calling him beardy and then he, Beard. like, he was like Arr! and then i woke up <laughs> <laughs> why why to the exact sound effect <laughs> <laughs> it was that it was that memorable for me. Well, here's something that's going to make you mad. I was talking to a friend that I used to go to uh, high school with, and she told me that she always knows that she's dreaming, so she can lucid dream 100% of the time and control what? her dreams whenever she wants. I was like, 
all right, so can you teach me how to be a demon? Like, how is that? <laughs> yeah, who's the super you do woman? that? I don't know. It, it kind of bothered me. I figured you'd be annoyed hearing that. We have derailed. <laughs> let's, um, <laughs> let's, uh, Daniel, do you want to quickly let them know how we're going to be doing the 36 questions, what we have in front of us, and how we plan on tackling this? Sure thing. So basically, there's a website called 36questionsinlove.com. You could go to it, I suppose. But um, basically, you start off and you just click to start and it just runs through the different questions. So we're going to do that at the same time and, and alternate and answering so questions, I guess. That's, that was going to be my question. So am I going to ask you like question number one and then you ask me question number two? Like, is that how we're doing it or we're both going to answer? Yeah, except I want to ask you question one because I already know what it is. Okay, let's hear it. Yeah, so yeah, right. for the record, I'm only going to be looking at the even number questions. Daniel's going to be only looking at the odd number questions. We kind of split it up in a way. I think we're supposed to both answer it, but like 36 questions are going to take like <laughs> like four hours or something. Yeah, we might have to, for the record, split this episode up. We're not sure how long this will take, but I guess just a disclaimer up at the top. Um, All right. I'm ready, though. I'm get, ready for number get one. Get going. Yeah. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, first question. If you could invite anyone in the world to dinner, who would it be? Sorry, we're just taking a sip. Um, Sorry, do you love anyone me? Anyone in the world. <sighs> we're on question one out of 36. <laughs> um, anyone in the world, huh? And, and I guess it's just a one-on-one -on -one dinner, right? Just me and them, like you're not there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Let's say dead or alive. Ooh, fuck, that is difficult. So my, I'll, tell, I'll kind of take through my brain process. At first, I'm kind of maybe defaulting to like, someone I really want to meet, like a player on the Bears or a foreign player on the Bears. But then it's like, I'm inviting this person to dinner. This might be my chance to impress, maybe make this a really great date. I think I've been on a Ooh. high as of recent a little bit, but I think that I oh, might. Oh, I know who did. Let's hear it. Selena Gomez. <laughs> Yo, fuck you, man. <laughs> Next question. I... <laughs> and, and this might only be because I've been on a bit of a Selena Gomez high for the past little bit. But for the past 10, 8, 15, 21 years. I took a break in between, right? I didn't think about her as much. But <laughs> okay. um, actually, fun fact, the, the reason it restarted, there was um, when quarantine went up, I guess, as a lot of people might have done, I downloaded Tinder because I was really bored. Um, yeah, and sure. then I started, I started talking to someone. Yo, man, I started talking to someone and uh, she gave me her Disney Plus like two days into talking. And so I was like, oh, okay. Right? And so I was like, oh, no, okay. Those are Disney Plus. <laughs> cool. So I was kind of going through it, and I decided to watch some Wizards of Waverly play. So I was like, oh, yeah, I used to be in love with this person. And then like, I, I was like, oh, I wonder what she's up to. And then I went on Spotify and like listened to her most recent album, and I really liked a lot of the songs. And then I just kind of fell back into that craze. <laughs> so all I really um, like the songs. It made me feel really like good. In, well, no. And then, in the, and then I would watch some episodes, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm remembering how young me used to feel and and i guess that's <laughs> one thing that's remained consistent regardless long story sweet. short i'd probably pick selena gomez and and uh i guess all right make that my that's time fair. to shine and take her on the date of her fucking life yeah question two, <laughs> <laughs> question well, are, two. You one, are you 136 closer to loving me yet thinking about um, selena gomez actually yeah i was gonna say i think i'm closer to loving selena gomez than you at this point so hopefully that <laughs> That time turns. How so dare sorry. this? <laughs> so These questions sorry. are ruining my, my shot here. <laughs> question right. two. Question two. Would you like to be famous? And if so, in what way? I really don't think I want to be famous. Oh, okay. I feel like I, 
you know what I'd like? I'd always like uh, kind of dreamed about being ideal. Like if I was to ever do any something like creative or like, you know, artsy, like if I was a musician or like, I don't know, I can't even think of something else. But like basically I'd keep my like alias anonymous. And then like I'd, right. I'd have this like really famous like uh alias but like not show myself in person so i could kind of like live both like live a normal life while still having that like sort of like sia like you know how she had the mask on for or not the mask but you know the hair over her face for a while Mm -hmm. and uh you know who's the other thing daft punk or is it daft punk i can't remember but you know that you know the people that with the they had like the spacesuits all the time yeah i feel like that'd be ideal for me Interesting. I think just being famous would just like stress me out or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seemed to stress Michael Jordan out. I watched The Last Dance. I finished the documentary the other day. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Well, he had unbelievable fame. It was like, there's there's the famous people in the NBA, and then there's like Michael Jordan who like literally cannot do anything. (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. I would make a note about that, but I don't want to spoil it. So let's move on from that. Have you seen it, by the way? Yeah. I finished it. I thought it was great. Oh, God. It was so good. So Didn't you think it was kind of weird how like they kept going from like 1998 to 1993 and then just like yeah <laughs> they kept I really catch on episode five that they're gonna go through a bit of 98 every episode and then take you through every single year like of that era starting at 91 mm-hmm. up until then but God it I was feel so like if, I wonder what I would have thought if I wasn't a basketball fan because like I, I would have just been like what the f-? like this is so confusing like what the hell I I wonder I wonder if that matters because I think the documentary does such a good job at capturing his greatness where it's like even if you're not a basketball fan you see how much attention this guy's getting they're showing all these insane highlights six championships whether you're a fan or not that must sound pretty insane it's like wow I mean this 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 is incredible like that alone might make you fall in love or want to fall in love with basketball or something like that Anyways, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. <laughs> okay, I so know question one, you're falling in love with Selena Gomez. <laughs> question two, you're falling in love with basketball and Michael Jordan. This is why this is not going good. <laughs> Let's see if question three could get you back on track, back on the board, right. or even on the board, I guess. Question three, before making yeah. a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say and why? <laughs> that is a really good question. Um, <laughs> it depends on the call. So like, if I'm just going to call you, and talk about an episode that we put up or talk about like some editing we have to do no i'm not rehearsing yeah. it i'm just going to jump in a call if i have to what call if it's someone like, a call and... like you're you want to like confess um your love 100 percent for me for you, already, you already said 100 no 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 sorry <laughs> for who for who <laughs> this is a trap it was a big said me. Said me and you said 100 no. no no okay <laughs> you can't you are defeating the purpose of 36 questions. It's I did it. To... Question three. No, I fast-tracked that. I fast-tracked It's that. supposed to happen naturally. Loophole. You're not supposed to ask every question <laughs> if I love you. <laughs> um, but no, if I am going to call someone and it's going to be a serious conversation or I feel like it's going to be an argument, maybe it's about an argument, it's going to be a really deep, like, emotional conversation, 1,000% I rehearse it because I... I know maybe I'll be fine on the fly, um, but I feel, sorry, excuse me, a lot more comfortable going into it rehearsed um, because I, I can maybe kind of map out certain directions a conversation is going to go or a certain yeah. response I might get and I'll be ready for it. Um, it. I'll be able to establish like a tone that I want to carry through with the conversation because I'll rehearse it. I'll be confident in what I want to yeah. say for the most part. I think overall it helps for like a hectic I guess I'll call it a quote-unquote hectic conversation, but for just a regular one, no, fuck no. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I feel like that was a pretty straightforward uh, mm-hmm. question. I mean, like, 
yeah depending on how like severe or like important the call is right you know you want to be prepared or not all right, right. next question yep. question four what would constitute a perfect day for you you know that's really interesting because i was actually kind of like thinking about this a lot recently like I feel like it's a better question to ask, like, what's a perfect week? Because a perfect day would just, like, depend on what I'm doing. Like, sometimes if I'm working really hard on something and, like, I, I get a lot accomplished, like, that's mm -hmm. a perfect day. But there's there's other times where it's, like, you also need to, like, have those times where, like, you have a great time with friends and, like, you're being silly and, like, uh, you know, maybe you go on a trip and you have some, like, very memorable moment. So, like, you can't just squeeze everything into a day. Right. So I feel right. like, you know, if I had I think for these week, last two questions, context has, has mattered a little bit. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Well, do you love me? <laughs> I'm shocked. I did not think you'd come up the gates like this. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I'm that one, keep this up for 36 questions. That one brought that one brought the meter up a bit from 0%. You're at like 0. Hey. Right now. You're at 0. 0.5. Uh, out of 10? Nope, out of 100. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> It's 100%. so many more than 36 questions. You got to reach 100%. No, but it's proportional. Like maybe question, maybe this next question, what question five blows you out of the water. So why don't, why don't you go ahead and ask me what that is? Okay. I like this because you're, you're hopeful. Okay. Mm -hmm. Question five. I'm not ruling anything out. When did you last sing to yourself or to someone else? To myself? I, okay. Sing to myself. If music is playing in the background, literally today, if music's not playing in the background i guess also today um yeah today <laughs> uh when i was taking a shower i had music playing i was singing um was this selena finished, gomez? it was a it was a bit it was a bit of selena gomez there was some backstreet boys also though um oh nice nice yeah and then after i was done showering i was i was blow drying my hair and, and kind of getting ready the speaker was off at that point but i was still thinking of music so i was also singing to myself while getting ready so today nice yeah. I'm like that too. I used to um, never sing or hum or anything. Um, mm -hmm. And now I do it like literally constantly. Yeah, no, I, I can't stop. I'm either always whistling, humming, or crying. Question six. Um, <laughs> <if> you... <laughs> Question I just want to say that I was like in my feels before, um, before this call because I was listening to uh, Summer Walker. You know Summer Walker, the, the song with Bryce Tiller? I don't know, no. I was I was almost about to sing it, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. Good decision. Uh, read the question. Question. <laughs> question six. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last six years of your life, which would you want? Um, okay, since you're the question asker, I'm going to ask you to... To clarify this so like yeah i'm still trying to mind it. what happens if like i understand that my my body is gonna age you know if i'm if i'm 90 my body's gonna be a 90 year old but like a 90 year old mind is that worse than a 30 year old mind? yeah so i think so i think what this means is like you're 30 you're about to live for another 60 years you're gonna make it to 90 do you yeah. want to for the remaining 60 years maintain your mind or your body I guess it's definitely my body because I, I like my mind to grow. Is like I, that's a good point. You actually. know what I mean? Uh, because yeah, I, I was like thinking too far down the mind road. Is great. I, right, I was thinking too far down the road of like at eighty, how your brain's going to deteriorate. But there's like forty good years in between where it's going to grow. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. No, you're 100. I mean, I guess right. like I'll get like dementia at like 90 or something, but that right, that's like, what I was thinking. Like some sort of degradation, but that's so all keep... in the future. Yeah, definitely body. That makes sense. Honestly, that was a great answer because I was thinking a little too far. You know what? You're up from 0.5%. You are at 5% out of 100 right now. Oh, whoa, I really jumped up there. Fuck that yeah. was a really good answer. Question seven. By the way, just, just for context, like uh, you're at like a 03 so just to give you a little attaboy, you know? Okay, you're back down to zero, of course. <laughs> Come on, it was a joke. <laughs> All right, question seven, fucker. <laughs> Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? Do I have a secret hunch about how I'll die? <laughs> that's so how dark. How in God's name when I, yeah, that's horrible. Um, No. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> I don't understand. No, I don't have a secret hunch about how I'll die. Although, fun fact. I guess I could talk about this since I don't have much of an answer. I'm positive I was stabbed to death in my last life if my last life was a thing. What? Why? How? Why? All of I have this thing with questions. knives and sharp things where like every time someone even jokingly threatens me with one, I get some form of PTSD where it's like I've started to develop this, this rationale. Not even started. I guess I've had it for a while that the only reason that underlying thing is there as, as strong as it is, is because I was stabbed to death in my, death in my last life. If that is a thing and last lives are a thing. hundred percent. I was, I mean, like, it's not that weird to be afraid of knives. <laughs> no, but I'm, it's, it's not like I'm afraid of knives. I have a, like a PTSD with those wow. types of objects, with those types of things. Yeah. Are you sure you want to say that like openly on the podcast to like tons of listeners who just kidding? That actually don't scare me at all. Like, say anything about a knife, right, I actually right, right. giggle. I giggle to myself. <laughs> you <laughs> want to try and stab me? Yeah, that was a good recovery, oh. right? I thought you were gonna squeam. All right, question eight. Never, never, <laughs> never on the podcast. Question eight. Oh boy. Question eight. <laughs> Name three question. things you and your partner appear to have in common so i guess you and your co-host in this case what do you mean you're saying we're not partners piece of shit i mean i guess we are yeah okay we're partners you and your partner lovers let's say lovers yeah okay so <laughs> <laughs> question didn't even say lovers this is insane <laughs> i this isn't even a question this is just telling you me to name things that's true okay, that's well, not a question well, one, I think it's pretty easy. Like we both, we both have very strong, loving feelings for each other. Two, uh, I would say we both, <laughs> we so both fun. have like, I feel like a very common, not work, but like, I guess like educationally, like our upbringing is kind of the same. You're literally in the same program I was in, right? And like point. we sort of have the same. I mean, I'm gonna speak for myself and just assume that from the from what I know about you, that you're kind of similar. It's almost like. Every single year of my life, I was able to like do more than I thought I could. And yeah, because agreed. I thought I was always such an underachiever. But then like as I went older and older and every year progressed, I was like, oh shit, I can actually do like way more. And then like wow. I got pretty good at school. <laughs> that's insanely like, like that's literally my path. Like that's exactly yeah, right. Me. Yeah, I had a feeling. I sort of feel like that's kind of the thing with our program is that because it was like an alternate engineering program, and in my opinion, engineering is are filled with generally like uh speaking like a lot of overachievers yeah school-wise like Just our program was kind of like uh, <laughs> no i didn't say that i didn't say that you said that <laughs> that's not one thing we have in common no but i feel like our program was like underachieving overachievers at least at the time like transitioning Agreed. into u Agreed. university Agreed. Right? yeah 
Um, and then a f third thing, I say like a sense of humor. The fact that we can like go into bits, the same bits and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like we la we like laugh and, st and stuff. And like we right. funny, we think funny things. All right, all right, easy does it. You're, uh, I hear <laughs> you derailing. You're going off the rails <laughs> mentally. <laughs> You're going off the fucking rails. And you love me for it. <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> I was gonna say, with your underachieving answer, you went up to like a ten percent, and then you brought yourself down to a seven percent with the "and you love me for it." That's okay. You know what? Just it's like the it's like the stock market. You know what? You're gonna go through ups and downs, but you know it's just you're gonna going keep down going though. Time. You're going down. Why? That that was smart. <laughs> what I just said. That was a smart move. Question nine, man. Let's <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> okay, question nine. For what in yeah. your life do you feel most grateful? Wow. Uh, I can't think of a single fucking thing I'm grateful for. I hate everything. <laughs> uh, that that is a tough one. Um, yeah, the fact that you have to do like the most grateful. Yeah, that's tough. I think honestly. So there's a ton of things that you could say in regards to, you know, maybe the the job I have, the school I'm in, the program I was able to get into. I think that all for me branches out to one big thing. And that's the privilege that I've had to be raised in North America with a family that I feel has strongly cared for me, raised me the right way, and helped me become kind of who I am today and shape myself. A lot mm. of those tiny things are not possible without having that by my side my whole life. And I think even recognizing that privilege as well kind of goes a long way um, to... I guess for me, recognize how grateful I am for all of that. So I'd probably, I could think of so many different things right now. And I think that all of it ties back to that one overarching sense of privilege that I just talked about there. I think I'd have to link it back to that. I'm pretty grateful to, I mean, literally it's opened so many doors for me. I can now yeah. work in the States. I can work in Canada. Um, you know what I mean? I've had so many opportunities open for me with like, with just literally being born here and like having that family and having them take care of me like every step of the way. I mean, I think it has to be that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I think I agree in the exact same way. And actually, I, my opinion on this changed over time too, because I think with, um, I didn't really appreciate it until now. And I, and I almost think that my privilege before kind of stunted me. So like, I didn't have to do anything because I was that privileged. Like I didn't have to go any, through anything. Right. Um, and I didn't have to like work for, uh, you know, like the most basic stuff. Um, right, right. So like, I never had that in me to like really hustle for things. But now, now I sort of see it as like, there are so many people that sacrificed so much in the past. Like there are people who have died for like the freedom we have in this country. 100%. There's been like, you know, wars fought, people dying. Like my grandma, like, um, you know, survived the Armenian genocide and like, you know, crossed the desert and all this shit. And like, for for what for me to just sit in my bed and like watch youtube i'm like no right. fuck that. and like right. you know that's what i think about sometimes to like get me out of my bed and to like do awesome things that you know i just like i have every privilege in the world to live life to the fullest and it's like i owe it to all the people that you know work so hard so that other people could like they saw a future where other people could do that and it's like i'm right. literally living it i have to like take advantage of it you know what i mean right right and i think a perfect way to tie that in is the situation that we're in right now with this pandemic, when um, I was loving going into work, I loved the office space. I loved the people I was working with. I loved those face-to-face -face interactions. So deeper into like the whole work from home thing, I was like, 
you know, it kind of sucks that a work term that I was enjoying so much going into work every day was ruined by this. Like, I'm kind of annoyed at that. And then I sat down and I was like, how privileged are you right now to be saying that <laughs> and complaining about that when you're working from home, still getting paid? And there's people who are literally trying to take care of families right now that have lost their jobs because of this pandemic. And you're over here complaining about still being able to work, but just not being able to see your coworkers in the office. Yeah. You know it's what really, I mean? It's like it's really not shit when you think exactly, about it. Exactly, like exactly. It's like, what it's am crazy. I so sad about? Like, I'm not, and that's I don't even think that it should be ever taken in the sense of, oh, never take credit for like being upset or like always discredit things mm -hmm, you're upset mm -hmm. about. Cause I don't think you should look at it like that. But sometimes it's it really helps in those situations to take a step back and say, wow, like yeah, you really I'm complaining about this. Right. I'm complaining about this and I could be here instead. Mm -hmm. And that really helped me get over it and be like, okay, sucks. Yes. Are people dealing with much worse? Fuck yeah. So move on. <laughs> like, like yeah, totally. you're not in a bad situation right now. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's good for that question. Um, I'm ready to um, move on to I know 10. I'm going to bring myself down for saying this, but like, mm -hmm. you definitely love me way more after that. So, uh, all right, moving on to the next question. You were at 7% before, right? <laughs> you're at 6 <laughs> What do you mean now? am I right? You're at six. All right, so question 10. <laughs> Wait, am I asking this or are you asking it? Oh, I'm asking this. Me? I'm asking you. Yeah. Okay, question ahead. 10. If you could change... Wow! Oh, <laughs> I'm dead. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? All right, mother and father, um, please turn off the podcast <laughs> now if you are listening to it at this point. <laughs> All right, so now that they're gone, yeah, I fucking hate. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, fuck this guy. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I've actually thought about this a lot, and I think I'm so grateful for the way I was raised because I think they were really, um, how do I articulate this? I don't want to say soft, but they they were really accommodating to me in that they always were open and like pushed me to do certain things, um, yeah. but never forced anything on me. And because of that, as like a you know, like a reluctant, uh, either teenager or like young kid, like I rejected yeah. doing a lot of things that I think in the end would have been good for me. Like I didn't really get into actual proper sports until way later. I didn't like pick up an instrument and like was disciplined enough to like practice it. You know right. what I mean? I didn't really like apply myself at school and all this stuff. But I think like in the end, um, it's actually a blessing because then I started to learn by myself why I needed all those things. And I needed to like, um, develop discipline within myself and like uh, you know the enjoyment of like applying myself at things and and growing and getting good at things um, right like I learned that for myself and I feel like that's almost way more important and meaningful than you know someone just telling me to do something and I, and I just do it right right, so right I feel like they they were on one side of the spectrum where it's like a lot of especially growing up where I did I um like 95 percent of my friends were like um come from like you know immigrant families where like traditionally a lot of them could be a lot more strict or like on the other side of the spectrum right um, so i guess like in a way i guess like i'm i maybe would say that i would want that change but i really don't because you know i learned that for myself and to me i think that's like more meaningful in the end damn yeah no i mean i think for the most part if i was to answer that i think it'd be the same i won't go into my answer obviously but the way I would have probably described it was like, and again, it's a pretty privileged, privileged thing to have, but like, I don't even think I'd change it. Like you said, but I think the, the biggest one that would be like, I had a pretty long leash. Like I didn't have to take risks. I always had home to fall back on. I always had my parents to fall back on. Yeah. 
And I needed to kind of go out and learn that myself and allow myself to fall down because with my parents constantly, constantly holding my hand and saying, you're not going to fall down. You're going to go through this. You're going to be fine. It didn't allow me to fail. And sometimes you need that to grow and to gain that perspective. So would I change it? No, because I'm happy with the way that it worked out. I figured it out myself and I know I still have home at the end of the day, but that is probably the one thing of like, I mean, I guess like, I guess it's really not a bad thing though. So I don't know if I would have changed it, but I think our answer is pretty similar. Yeah. I feel like uh, for me, the way I feel about parenting is that you only have to get a couple things right. And not saying these things are easy, but like just always having a support system, always having like unconditional love, like just always knowing that there's a place at home. And then all the other stuff is kind of just like, you you give them what you can sort of thing and you know you'll fuck up but they'll eventually figure it out you know right, as they grow right. as a person right 100 as long yeah. as like the the foundation is there like yeah it won't really matter in the end yeah agreed all right now i'm gonna ask you question 11 take four minutes okay and tell your partner lover your life story in as much detail as possible holy shit Jesus. <laughs> so glad you have to do this one. My life story? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> In as what much detail as possible. Okay, I'm not gonna do four minutes. Okay, just give me like just give me like four down. just give me like four different eras in your life. Like if okay. you could like define a certain time where it's like at this age to this age. I was like this and I was doing this and I was looking yep. forward to this. And like, Okay, cool. So born in Chicago, North America. Or United States of America, I guess also North America. Um, lived there until I was about seven years old. Didn't have too many huge experiences to talk about from there. I was really just kind of growing up, but I've loved the city ever since then. Um, I've been, and I've talked about that before on the show. Uh, moved to Ontario. Um, I went to school in Mississauga for grades three and halfway through four. Actually, no, fully through four, but halfway through four, we moved um, to where I am now. And ever since then, I've been here in Milton ever since I would say 2008 or nine. I've been what's here. What's that since... address? The address, Sorry, of course. What's that address? Yes, the address, of course. It's 123. You are at Sesame 5% oh. love out of 100. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've, really been here. I've been living here since then. Um, really early on in school, in grade six, seven, eight, nine, and 10. Uh, it was a difficulty to muster anything above a B. I'm not sure how many people know that. A lot of people, for some reason, consider me to be smart at this point in my life. Um, grades were not were not easy to come by. Um, in grade 10, my report card, my first semester report card uh, was, I think the highest mark was a B. In grade 9, I got blessed an A- in a tech class because the teacher loved me. And then the next highest mark was a C+. Um, teachers hated me. Uh, I was a very hard student uh, to to deal with, and I, I was you, not very studious. Were you like the one that um was like always talking, always like joking, like 100%, interrupting class, hundred yeah, percent interrupting class, being a dickhead, being funny, always getting the class laughing, but never actually doing well. That was me. Wow, so you're really like a class clown type of yeah, guy. pretty much. That that's literally like some parent teacher conferences would be like, here's the issue. Everyone loves him. It's not like he's a nuisance to the point where people hate him. Everyone loves him. He's almost like the class clown, but I've seen the potential in him and he never cares to apply it. Wow. So in grade 10, in the second semester, I got my progress report and my grades were not looking too hot. And so in grades 11 and 12, that's when your grades really matter for university. 
Mm -hmm. dad sits me down when he sees that progress report. He says, I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to ground you. I'm not going to take anything away from you. I'm just going to level with you here. You need to understand that these grades are not going to get you into a great school. They're not going to get you into a program that you want. Most likely, you're probably going to have to settle for something. And if you really need to, I can get you a job in the warehouse at my company. You want to turn that around? You start giving a fuck. You start applying yourself. You don't want to turn it around? The, the, what I just said are your following options. That's it. Walked away. Oh. All the previous shitty report cards had been like, I would just like kind of like be used to getting yelled at. So I would just sit there and take it. And then when it was over, I'd be happy and I'd go back to playing my video games. <laughs> Or I'd get grounded for a week or something like that, and I wouldn't be able to go outside and play with my friends. This it, one was. It nope. sucks when my parents yell at me, but then they stop, and I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and I'd be happy. I'd go back and play my games and hop back on on Skype and at the time and be like, "All right, guys, sorry about that. Just had to go deal with the usual." Um, but that one was different. wasn't grounded. I could go outside if I wanted to. I could go play PlayStation if I wanted to. I could do whatever. But he was very real with me and just said, "This is your outcome, or this is a potential outcome you're looking at." From that progress report, so I picked up all of my grades were low to high C's in that first progress report. I finished in low B's to low A's and at the end of that year. Um, 11th grade, uh, made honor roll, uh, got A's in physics, chemistry, uh, advanced functions, all that garbage. Grade 12, maintained an 88 average, got into school, got into McMaster. Just barely missed. I was at a 91 average when applying for universities, just barely missed engineering. So I took B-Tech. I'm very happy with the way that worked out. Um, Wait, sorry. Then, what, what average did you get? Uh, at the time of applying at universities, it was a 91. Yeah. And then oh, I let oh. it slip a little bit and then finished at an 87 or 88 at the end of grade 12. Because after I got... That is so crazy. Because we got in the same program. And I really... I can just tell that I really lucked out. Um, because... I was sort of in the time where it was like just really gaining traction, basically. Like I got an alternate offer. I didn't apply to it directly. And um, I had an 83 average. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think I had friends, too, who had below 80s who also got in. And then like the next years after me, we're all like, yeah, 87s, 90s, all this shit. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> it's a completely <laughs> different class of like a high school student coming into this. Right. And so pretty much what it was for me to, to kind of get back to what you said, um, when I applied, I did apply for Mac engineering. So I applied to three schools, U of T, Ryerson and Mac. Uh, I applied to engineering programs and all of them. U of T, I got deferred to a potential different mm, uh, program as expected. U of T's average was insane. And like they had those virtual interviews. Ryerson, I got accepted. And then Mac, I got deferred to B-Tech. So at the time it was, okay, Encore and Sid, my best friend and my brother at Mac, um, Sid's in B-Tech and he spoke very highly of it. He said he loved it over engineering. So, although a lot of people at the time that I talked to didn't agree with the idea of taking that over a Ryerson engineering program, mm -hmm. um, or even a deferred U of T program, which I've been trying to rack my brain. I can't remember what it is. I ended up taking B-Tech anyways at Mac. Do not regret the decision whatsoever. Um, and then, yeah, again, somehow, like, I don't know how that one conversation with my dad flipped the switch. Like, someone talked shit to Jordan after a game one, and then he went four and one and won the series. Like, it, it's like that. <laughs> like, a, a switch just flipped. Um, got great grades first year, made Dean's list. Second year, kind of let my grades dip a bit. Um, but still got well enough grades to, like, feel happy with it. And then, yeah, this year, got the co-op that I wanted, was happy enough with my grades. Um, and then in terms of, you know, side life and all that, uh, 
I mean, not too much that I'm really going to dive into because the sensor's already kind of gone a little long. But um, I'm I you have a podcast, a podcast, so that's all that fucking matters. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, I guess my wow. life story. In a couple minutes. That was 18 minutes. All right, that's the end of the episode. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, uh, are we question 12 now? Yeah. And it's right. been like 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is, we're definitely going to have to split this. <laughs> okay. All right. Question Emma, you're asking this. Yeah. If you were to wake up tomorrow, having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Wow, shit. Uh, that's scary. Um, I guess. Okay, I know what it is. I want to have the ability to know myself so well that I know exactly what I want in my future. And whether or not, like, I have that yet or whatever. But I know who I want to be. I know what I want to be. I know what I want to be doing. I know where I want to be. You know, I know all the who, what, where, when, why about myself. And, like, I could just work towards that. Because I feel like now the thing that really messes me up is that I get really hopeful about my future. And, like, you know, I work on things that that are going to build me in that future. But sometimes I lose focus and, like, that future kind of gets hazy and I kind of forget what I'm working for. Right. And then I don't know what to do, if that makes huh. sense. So I yeah. think just having that constant clarity would just always, I'd always have motivation. And I'd always okay. have, you know what I mean? Like, I'd always be hopeful for the future because I know exactly what I'm looking for. That's a good one. Okay. I can, Love me I, yet? I, uh, I can. I knew it. I was going to say. Sorry, you, you, know, <laughs> you know what? Let me, let me redo that question. I, I love the ability to just make you fall in love with me instantly. Sorry, you already answered, so you can't go back on it. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. Question 13. <laughs> All right. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? That is fucked up. That's a crazy question. Sorry, are you all right there? You know what? You know what I ask it? Does Selena Gomez love me? Will she ever <laughs> love me? <laughs> you really don't. Honestly, I know I'm trying to get you to love me, but like, you don't need a crystal ball to know that answer. <laughs> hey, hey, I can make something work one day. True. Ha ha. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, really, that's a tough one. I guess um I think trying to ask about my future would be scary. Mm-hmm. Um That's what I'm thinking. I really don't want to know anything, really. I, I that that would be scary, I guess. That is really difficult. I, I don't know if there's anything I'd want to ask it about myself. I feel like I know myself well enough where I don't need a fucking crystal ball to give me some form of confirmation about myself. Um, I guess I would just ask it something. If I if I really just wanted to get by it, I would ask it something really simple. Like, what am know. I going to have for lunch tomorrow? <laughs> what am I going to have for lunch tomorrow? No, or even like, what's one thing? With how things play out, what's one thing I should really focus on working hard for the next six months or next year um, in order yeah, to Yeah, that's what I was going to suggest is like, it's like, what is, uh, what career am I going to be the happiest with or something like that? You Some know what shit, I mean? And like, then it's like, you know what that is and you can work towards it. Right. Like, don't tell me what's going to happen. Tell me, like, let's bounce around it. Let's beat around the bush. What should I be focusing on, working on or improving about myself that'll lead to the opportunity? or lead to that situation, but don't tell me what it is. Yeah, you know, that sounds like a loophole. It is, and I've gamed, I've gamed the system, so. No, I think you're going, you're going to hell. You're going to purgatory for that now. I'm going to purgatory for this imaginary crystal ball. You know what? Yeah. You're back down to 2%. Motherfucker. Well, it's better than zero. <laughs> Question 14. <laughs> you gotta start somewhere. 
question 14. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? And if so, why haven't you done it? Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, God, you're crying. <laughs> um no what i was gonna say was um for a long time i've dreamed about like having my own line of like apparel and design work that i do and i am like i don't know i've been thinking about this for a while but it's really been hard getting it off the ground because i have so many different like conflicting ideas about what i want it to be and like i almost can't i can't like start unless it's great which I feel right. like is probably not the right way to do it because, you know, everything is done best through like an iterative process where like you start off with something small and like shitty and then you just build and build and build and build and you get way better. But right, I don't know. Right. I have all these plans for like a big launch and like all these designs need to be perfect in this way. And then like I actually get down to it and like um, one, I barely understand how <laughs> to build the designs that like I see in my head. Like right. I don't have I don't I haven't developed the tools to do that. Um, but also like when I see it in person, then it's just almost like it's just never as good as like the way I had imagined it. And then I I just nitpick it and then like I I'm like a perfectionist about it. Yeah, so it's been hard getting it off I have, the ground. I anymore. have noticed that perfectionist like mentality in you, even with this podcast. For sure. Um that makes sense. But we've we've kind of and talked you know, about sorry, go ahead. Yeah, uh, we have talked about it. I, I just I was gonna say like I for a long time I've been trying to work out of that and be like no, fuck it, man. Like, you can't be a perfectionist. Like, you need a whatever. Um, which I think is true in some ways, but I think it's actually better just to kind of, like, double down on it um, and really just accept the fact that I always think that way and just to acknowledge that because, you know what? Like, the attention to detail I bring to stuff actually, like, is really what, like, allows me to put out quality work. It sometimes, like, stops me from putting out work at all, <laughs> which yeah. I have to work on. But you know what, like, I think that like the fact that I am so nitpicky about it and can see like the things that I need to improve, that's just a, a path for me to get better at things. So ultimately, I've the been trying to embrace that great. more. Yeah. Yeah, that's also true. If there is a payoff. <laughs> right. But it's almost like it's almost like, are you going to work on something for two years and then finally put it out? Or should you just do something in a month and then do it tw- 24 more times? Yeah, yeah. And then you'll have something way better at the end. And you, you know what I mean? Right. It's more of okay. a balanced thing. All right, next question. Question 15. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Holy f- Dude, you get all the huge ones. <laughs> I just me? get like the finest shit. <laughs> Why me? The greatest <laughs> fucking accomplishment? Are you kidding me? So easy. Starting a podcast. Next question. All right. <laughs> That's pretty sad. <laughs> My By greatest- the way, on this, on this note, are you at all like... When you tell people you have a podcast, or do you even tell people you have a podcast? Because I sort of feel like having a podcast is like one of the lamest things to have. I don't know. Like, so I haven't told like a, a whole load of people other than like the people that already follow the Instagram and all that. When I do tell them though, like, I actually feel pretty proud because I feel like what they're listening to is is almost. It's literally like a brand of me. Like it's me in a way you've never heard me before, not in a regular conversation or anything like that. Like me literally putting myself out there, either getting vulnerable on an episode or just being funny or trying to be entertaining. And I'm welcoming you into that. And I guess, I don't know, like I kind of like the idea of, of 
I guess I don't even think about it as being like, oh, I'm telling them about a podcast. It's almost like I'm telling them about a creative path I'm going down right now. And I'm 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 welcoming them, I'm welcoming them along in that ride. And I mm. in that regard, it's like, yeah, I actually kind of enjoy sharing that. Um Yeah, that's really that's really cool. I do it, feel that in a lot of ways. But there's also a part of me which is like the perfectionist side where I feel really guilty for pushing any sort of you know piece of content or anything to wait anything that takes up anyone's time i'm really hesitant to push that on anyone because it's like if i'm gonna like ask this person to like do something for an hour say like even anything or even just like follow me on instagram it's like i have this better be worth it because like right to me like you're asking a lot (laughs) even though like in maybe it's kind of inconsequential right Um, right but you know what i mean like i don't know i guess that means a lot to me so that makes I'm sense. always like, I'm always like, this has to be perfect because if people are going to listen to this, like we're, we're taking up their time and they're taking the time to do this. Like we better make this shit worth it. You know what I, I mean? I get what you mean. I get what you mean. And, and, and although like, of course I'm on the same boat as you is like, I'm not going to feel proud of giving someone like a link to my podcast, knowing it's going to be a waste of their time. I know that I'm going to have yeah. to give them something that I think is going to be worth their time, but I also recognize you can't please everyone. If sure. I'm generally proud of it and it was worth my time and I'm not like super relaxed with myself. Like I'm pretty critical with myself when listening back to these episodes and, and shit like that. So if I'm listening back to one and I really don't like it and we've had a couple of those, we don't put it out. Yeah. Or we really seriously edit it or something like that. If I'm putting out something think- I'm happy with and and something that I enjoyed listening to, something I enjoyed recording, um, editing, whatever. I'm sure that there's going to be some people out there that would greatly disagree and say that they hated it. But I'm confident enough in myself and in my judgment. I'm like, I'm happy with this. And yeah. I'm going to I'm going to push this out and hope people hope people respond in a way that that they appreciate it as well. And for now, that's been I mean, I feel like working out pretty well. And, and I'm sure down the road that a situation will come along where someone's like, yeah, I'm sure you love that. I hated it. <laughs> and, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, I guess with that's that. fine. I'm perfectly okay with that. To me, that hurts. If like, I asked this person to like give it, give an hour of their time and then they like, didn't like it. I feel like a dick, you know what I mean? Or like, I feel like I wasted their time or something. I don't know, but you know what? I feel like we're, we're both on one end of the spectrum, which I think is great because we kind of like see the same vision for like the quality we want to put out. Right. Um, but at the same time, you are a little bit closer to the middle than I am, which is great because like you kind of ground me in that way where it's like, dude, like why are you obsessing over the tiniest things? Like, you know what? Like we just got to put st- stuff out and like see if people are, uh, you know, pick it up sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, I thought of this analogy, which actually like made me feel about this, which made me feel better about this and a lot of other things I'm going on, which is like. The analogy of going to the gym, right? You remember the first time going to the gym and it fucking sucks because like you're weak as shit. Oh, you yeah. have to go in there and start like curling 10 pound weights or something. You feel right. like a fucking dweeb. And there's all these guys like jack the shit. You're doing them around this. You don't even know what you're doing. All these guys know exactly what they're doing. They're like locked in. They're jacked to shit, lifting like 40 pound. They're curling like 40 pounds and you have to sit there like a dinky. But you know what? Like all to get to that place where you are lifting 40 pounds you have to you have to like be open to looking like a loser <laughs> and yeah, and you know lifting those 10 pound weights and just like moving past that and realizing that like it doesn't really matter um 
And then you know what? That's the only way to get to the place where you'll have you'll be lifting forty pound weights. You know what I mean? And so I think it, you'll grow. Like I'm lifting ten exactly. today, but I know I'll be where you are. I don't know when, but I'll be there. I'm gonna grow to that point. Like I will get there. Yeah. Don't worry about that. But right now I'm where I am. I get it. You might laugh at it. You might make fun of it. You might hate it. But I'll be there one day. Like I know if I put enough work into it, I'll be there, and I'm not worried about that one bit. Yeah, and if like. <laughs> In, in a year from now, you'll be half a dweeb. Whereas if you just like, we're like, okay, I'm not going to the gym. I don't want to look like a dweeb. You're still going to be a dweeb in a year. You know yeah. what I mean? You have to like, <laughs> you have to commit to being a dweeb for a long time. And, you know, looking a way that you're not going to like for a long it's time before you commitment. can get to a place where, sorry, what? It's all about the dweeb commitment, I said. <laughs> yeah, the dweeb commitment. I like that. <laughs> all right, next question. Yep. Question 16. So what we'll do is we'll go to question 18. That'll be halfway through 36. We'll cut this off because that'll be pretty, pretty deep into it. I feel like and we can we'll cut it off. It. We could cut it off after this question because we're, we're almost rounding out an hour in like two minutes. Okay, cool. So then, and then question- like, I feel like we could do the rest in, in an hour. Yeah. Okay. Question 16. What do you value most in a friendship? Pretty easy. Wow. In a friendship. Yeah. Um, you know, that's interesting because I think over time, it it's changed a lot because before it used to be like someone I could always just spend time with and yada yada. But now it's almost like it could really just be anyone that could be my friend because I'm not going to spend that much time with any one person in particular anyways. You know, right. like even my be- like best friends, I still in the grand scheme of things don't spend that much time with them anymore just because, you know, we're all adults now and we all just like have lives to live. And there's a pandemic. So, yeah that too (laughs) so i mean value most uh the fact that they you know aren't gonna give me covid that that's really valuable (laughs) to me (laughs) Um, i don't know how to describe this into like a word but kind of just like a laid-back attitude about life to the point where like we can kind of just be civil with each other and kind of just like enjoy each other's company you know what i mean whereas like i feel like a lot of people are kind of very intense or like locked into what they're doing or like their personality. So not really adding too much pressure into your life, but at the same time still adding value to it. Yeah. Like it could almost be anyone that is like any type of way or personality, but it's kind of just like open to having like a different person to, uh, to, you know, talk to and stuff. Like they don't necessarily have to be the same as me or in, or like have a lot of common interests or any of that stuff. Right. It's more just like, yeah, just being open to like meeting new people, I guess. Right. <laughs> it's kind right. Of a shitty answer. I don't like that. But uh, yeah, I think that's probably it. Okay. But by the way, these questions supposedly get more and more intense oh? as as they go on. So it should okay. be a little bit more spicy. So we're going to go ahead and end part one here on that note. And then we're going to record part two now. You'll hear it at some point we'll map out the schedule but yeah we're gonna end part one episode could be the next monday it could could be be. four years from now we gotta i don't know about that one (laughs) 
but we do have to work that out. Uh, so we're going to end part one here. Not going to do a crazy long conclusion. Of course, give us your feedback for part one, though, uh, on Instagram or on Gmail at dan.n.canal at gmail.com or imrt.podcast. Uh, we'd love to hear what you thought about part one. Um, again, any feedback, if you'd like to come on as a guest, please do let us know. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you for part two of the 36 questions to fall in love with your podcast co-host. I don't wanna see you pull up, it's a hectic scene I don't wanna see you being go beyond the beat What you mean? We gon' win We be zooming through the cities on the west side On the west side, yeah. Rest in peace to this beat, not tryna flex Arcadia, we feel the rest